This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. Alrighty. What do you got for us for today? Talk to a point and stop when you've reached it. Be comprehensive in all that you say or write. To fill volume about nothing is a credit to nobody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you saying oh, we shouldn't do a podcast? Yeah, that's it's basically everything <laughs> against podcasts. <laughs> well, one more good one in the uh, in the vein of brevity. When you introduce a moral lesson, let it be brief. Ah, I like that one too. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, <clears throat> let it be brief. Let it be brief. If you that's like throw down some morals, some heavy stuff. Yeah, all right. That's right. Tell my students sometimes, I'm like, you're being a bad person. <laughs> Stop being a bad person. And they're like, oh. That's pretty brief. <clears throat> right, exactly. Right um, to the point. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I was obviously a podcast. We have no choice but to talk for at least an hour every week. I mean, we do have a choice. Right. We're trying to fill time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think when you're working on a project or a creative endeavor, Right, you're trying to be brief, not 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 brief, so brief that you cut out quality stuff. But uh, right, right, it's maybe a lesson in how to create content. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's true. I mean, you try to get to the point. Um, yeah, I think if we're thinking about YouTube content, I definitely, <clears throat> I guess there's. There are some people who I don't notice it when they talk, when they ramble. And yeah. then there are others that I definitely do. Maybe it's because they can get to a point or, you know, it's not just rambling. It's, it's working through an idea succinctly, you know? Right. So like it's... I can, I could sit and watch some YouTubers talk for 10 minutes and I can, and then others, it's just like, oh my gosh, you're just talking around in circles. <laughs> like just get to it or just move on, you know, like. So, that's, I mean, that's a part of being the talent right. is being able to be concise and uh, an interesting orator, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's definitely people, yeah, you don't want to hear. But it's like when you go into work or any place where you know a bunch of people, there's definitely people if they come to you and they start talking, you're like, ah, oh, here we go. But there's also <laughs> right. some people that you're like excited, like, oh, what do you got? Like, <laughs> right. sit down and chat. This is fun. Yeah, I used to work with a girl when I was in college. Um, she was a great storyteller, and she always had just great stories. Like she would, mm -hmm. like almost every day, she'd come in and something wild would have happened to her, like <laughs> on the way home the day before. Something like she always had these great stories. And I kind of asked her about it one time, and 
And she joked that, so she was the assistant manager when I was a student um, at the college and working like as a, um, what's it called? A, uh, you know, um, paid whatever, um, work study, work work study. And, um, she was, I asked her about like her good stories and stuff. She's well, you know, I got to give you guys something. You're like all, you're barely paid anything and you're here all the time working. So I got to give you some fun stories to make it fun. Oh, that was great. (laughs) But she was such a good storyteller, you know, like I was always excited to hear what she was going to say because it, it was like it, it built, you know, it like they had had a good pace. It, it went from like an intro and it built up to, a, you know, a climax and then like a letdown. It was just really good. Like, I was like man, this is great. There's <clears throat> always some fun thing happening. You know, it's also a little bit of the uh, what's the saying? I'll never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's <laughs> embellish a little bit. Yeah, I was just listening to on my way home. Um, another podcast called stuff you should know, which is a pretty big podcast it's on mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. But, um, they're talking about like common phrases. And one of the ones was, um, one I'd never heard before. It was, uh, it's the exception to the rule or the exception that proves the rule. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. <clears throat> I've never heard that term before. It's the exception that proves the rule. And it was kind of like, it, they talked about it a little while, went back and forth and uh, it got to the point where it was kind of like, um, the one example that I liked was, uh, if you see a sign, you go into a restaurant that has a sign that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Uh-huh. Right. So it's like the rule is that at this place you have to wear a shirt and shoes to get service. Meaning that anywhere, there are other places that you don't have to wear shirt and shoes. You know, so like right. it's the exception that creates the rule, right? It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the exception is that in this place you have to wear shirt and shoes, but other places you might not not have to. You know, so I, don't I know. guess it's just... or, or that's or that's a thing where it just they run into that issue more. You have to post it. What do you mean? Well. If you're a beach town restaurant. Oh, right, right, right. And I see what you're saying. Yeah. You might have to post that when, if you're, you know, in Baltimore County and you're Chipotle, you don't necessarily have to post that. Like, hey, no bathing suits, you know, or, you know, (laughs) that type of thing, no wet bathing suits in here. You're never going to see that, but you might see that on the boardwalk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I guess that's like, it's. Like I guess what they what they were kind of getting to, or what made it made sense to me, was that in that situation, that the exception proves the rule, right? So the the mm-hmm. rule is that normally bathing suits and you know shirt shirt and shoeless people are fine. You know the rule is like you can walk around outside with that, but if you go into this place, this is the exception. In this place, you cannot wear that. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how that goes back to. Uh, our, your quote about <laughs> brevity and getting to the point. We, we just kind of went all around the point. Yeah, we're, we're not nothing. <laughs> we're proving it. No, no brevity here in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that's fun though. You know, <laughs> it's funny you're like saying. I was like, well, I guess that that counts us out on podcasts. <laughs> but I, uh, I was, I do think about that often. Is just being succinct, talking, you know. Uh, correctly through an idea and getting to the end and being able to move forward. And it's something that I do obviously a lot while teaching, you know, kind of work right. through an intro to a class and then have to get to you. I have to wrap up what I'm saying. So that way they understand by what I'm saying that it's time for them now to get to work. 
right so intro talk 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 okay now you're gonna do this all right at this time everybody do this this and this go you know what I mean? like yeah. without saying that but kind of wrapping it up in a way that gets to an end and it's like a it's a definitive end to the to the conversation um yeah so all right so let's do some brevity in this this quote section and move on all right <laughs> um i want to talk what i uh saw some videos i've been watching i watched now here's a funny thing i don't watch a lot of the rest of videos and if i do i don't watch them all the way through not that mm -hmm. i don't like him but it was just never he was never he wasn't my start on youtube you know so right. he's not one of the guys that go back to constantly right. um but he always does do interesting products uh, projects and he does what i think which everyone knows he just gets stuff done which is the great thing, right? Maybe that's why right. I'm so high on him because he, he shows you you can kind of make anything and it's he'll just do it, like, with yeah. whatever he's got. Right. Like, ah, oh, boom, I'll just pink, pink, and he glues it and hammers it in. And you're like, oh, I guess it's just that. Like, Right, exactly. Yeah. Glue it, hammer it yeah. on there, and then he, like, trims off some edges, and then he just he's just doing it. He's constantly doing. But he did right. that um that great guitar, like the Screaming Skull guitar. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, but the the action on it was super high. Yeah, right. Notice that was really high. Yeah, yeah. like he had it. <laughs> it was almost look like like a slide, you know, like a lap steel guitar where the right. action's like half inch high. Yeah, and he like you could tell it wasn't playing well, and and that the, I mean he was probably just finishing up. Like, oh, I got to get done. Like this didn't. Yeah, right. Right. This we can finish good... up the video with just this. Yeah. All right. right. <laughs> but... Yeah, because you know with the with the nut. When he's when you put that in at the end, you can file down in to get the to mm -hmm. the strings to sit down, you know, where you want them, so the action is down low enough. So, I did notice that though. He just like glued the nut in like full size. I was like, Bang. I know. I was like, oh. I was like, man, <laughs> that's gonna and be it, really yeah, tall. It didn't, it didn't work out at all. I was like, oh. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> action so high, everything so you can't you can't play it, and you can tell because he definitely wasn't playing any chords or anything. He just did a few like runs higher up on the neck. Yeah. Like he yeah, wasn't right. going to be able to even get a chord on it, like <laughs> down near. Yeah, right. Exactly. Maybe. I did. I know. I was actually kind of pressed. He seemed like he knew what he was doing. Yeah, it was good. I was um, like, cool. <laughs> but maybe also maybe he has a guy. Maybe he has like a guitar shop tuner guy who really right. really dials it in. He's like, look, I'll make the thing, but like yeah. I'm sure he, had, you know, the neck was pre-made because he didn't show that. Yeah. So what he was doing was part of what's called the great. Um, guitar build off. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's through Crimson Guitars, they send out bodies and, you know, basically the whole thing. They send out a blank body, but you get the neck and, you know, it already oh, has the fretboard cool. and everything okay. on it. Okay, cool, cool. And then, and then they make them and then they give them back and they're all donated, um, you know, and they, they raise money for charity. So, like, he made one. I saw that he did one. I saw, um, uh, saw three other guys bob claggett from i like to make stuff um and then also um dave pachuda from make everything or make uh make something um they're they're the three guys on the make on the making it podcast and so they all three were doing it but i also saw a few other people post their guitars as well so there's some cool That's ones cool. out there i haven't i haven't watched dave's yet on on make something but his uh he his he has like a uh like a laser print something like somehow he printed something on paper and then transferred it onto the surface to make like a pattern on the surface. 
which sounded really cool. He, he was talking about it briefly on uh, the podcast, but I really want to watch and see what he was like. He's like, I'm not going to say that I made up a technique. He's like, but I'm pretty sure I made up a technique. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure no one's ever done this before. I was like, oh, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah. It'd nice. be interesting, but yeah. But yeah, that it was, uh, it was a cool build to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I have I've been kind of like flipping around on YouTube a little bit recently, not really watching a ton of stuff. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so many shorts or whatever they're called on YouTube. It's really annoying. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's just every like I feel like my entire feed and my subscription is just like two thirds are just YouTube shorts. Mm. And I don't want to watch shorts. I don't want well, to watch, you, like, when I'm on YouTube, I don't want to watch something that's, like, 30 seconds or 40 seconds. You you, know? But you're also, yeah, you you will just look, you will go through only your subscriptions. Yeah. Like, I, that's, I um, usually go to my subscriptions and look there. Because I'm subscribed to, like, you know, 150 people or whatever. But. Yeah, I know. But, see, there's so many, yeah, there are so many channels that spam everything. Especially bigger right. channels. You know, not not, like, normal maker channels but like right let's say you're subscribed to a news channel or like a, right any any big company they just right. like they shit out a load of stuff and it's like right. four of them a day so that yeah then you see like 30 videos from them and then there's like one buried in there of someone you actually like right yeah um so maybe that's half of the issue because you're getting all their stuff like when I look through my normal, like from home, you know your normal right. like, feed, it it just says it. Does, they don't show many shorts. They kind of throw them in, right? Yeah, but then sideways, like yeah, yeah. And no, I know sometimes I look through home, but I usually don't. I'd, I'd rather just I, there. There are like a couple dozen channels that I really want to see new stuff from. Yeah, and so that's but, why I'm looking on my subscriptions, and they're true. the ones who post most often. Yeah. You know, you're not going to find anything new, any good, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there, Dust. There is, I know, but no one would find us if we didn't. I know, but I don't have a ton of time to watch <laughs> YouTube videos. So when I do jump on YouTube, I want to watch what I want to watch. Well, they, and, but they, I mean, they, but they're forcing at you out of it because of the shorts. Yeah, but I just have to kind of wade through to find the good stuff. <laughs> wade through. <laughs> but it's all it's all the channels clips. that I also like to watch, you know. There's mm. like you know, Wrangler Star shorts and there's like you know, Tested shorts and Whistling Diesel shorts? shorts and I think so. I mean, there's there's shorts for everything. It's just like there's just a ton of stuff out there, which is fine because and, that's what that's what people are seeing and they yeah, they like yeah. seeing them, but I'm just not a particular fan. I wonder if there's like a way to, I don't know, you know, like put in a, a filter <laughs> so I don't get any shorts. shorts. Maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No, no, they kind <clears> of <throat> suck. If you're going to YouTube to watch YouTube videos, I mean, if you want to get a yeah TikTok, Instagram style thing, you right. know, where you're just constantly scrolling. Yeah. mindlessly getting these little hits of like oh cool 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 next next mm -hmm. next but i feel like there's nothing to it there's no staying power in those videos yeah no i agree it's, it comes and go it's like uh what's um what's the analogy oh like <laughs> i think it's a steven ranella thing 
two different types of fun, and maybe this is different two different types of video. There's like right. immediate fun, like oh, a roller coaster is great, mm-hmm. and then there's I took a trip and I did this and I had an amazing time and there right. was some crappy weather and our our tent got what you know you're gonna remember that one you're gonna remember right. like the not the immediate hit of like excitement like you're gonna remember the other thing a lot longer so I I feel a little bit that way with like TikTok videos and shorts and yeah they are right. hits of entertainment but they are not lasting no one's gonna be yeah. showing their kids shorts. In 30 years. Right, exactly. Yeah, you might, you might in the moment, you're like, oh, check this out, and you show people, you know, mm-hmm. and it might be like a fad, like a specific dance or something, you mm-hmm. know, and everyone's watching this one person, it goes viral, and, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, yeah, like you said, it doesn't have the staying power, and it doesn't have the, it doesn't grab my attention the same way. It just, it just leaves me feeling unsatisfied, you know, like, <laughs> I want more. Like if I see a, you know, I'll say one one a person that does a lot of shorts is um, is Neil Kamimura, um, and that's because his background is Instagram, so he's used to doing Instagram, you know, reels and stuff and just short videos, but he does a lot of them on YouTube, and so like he just shows like you know thirty seconds or fifteen or twenty seconds of him just showing a knife that he made, but he also has you know half a dozen or. 10 videos of him actually forging out knives and he's like such an interesting dude and like all of his all of his uh instagram stuff and all of his his shorts he's always got this like super serious face and he's like you know like always like looking real cool you know like joe cool like not you know (laughs) not not happy but just like i'm a cool you know bad boy cool but then when like but then when you see him like in video he's always laughing and cracking jokes and just seems like such a fun dude you know so like I see these shorts and things and they're just, they're, they're so unsatisfying because I want to see his real personality and see him forge some stuff out and like, you know, talk about his process and, and like joke with the people that are in his shop with him. And, you know, like that's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's real. I feel like, you know, all the, all the shorts and reels and, and stories and stuff, they're all just so fast, you know, just, <laughs> just, you don't yeah, get it's enough. Like, it's like fast food or maybe it's like, uh, <laughs> like, not not being satisfied, wanting more like the stories and the TikToks and the quick ones are like a stripper, and then a good <laughs> a good long video is like a great relationship or or a marriage that you love. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's just there's an immediate like whoa, you know, tits. <laughs> but then right, but then you get the whole thing. You get everything. Yeah. And you right. get it's like more... jerking off or having sex. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You get a you get an immediate thing, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but also there's so many views in those things that it's yeah they people can't like what are you gonna do like right they the, people still have channels to run and they're still trying to get eyes on their stuff so like yeah I, I saw think, and, I saw for yeah. a while on Wrangler Star he was getting huge numbers on his stupid shorts yeah right and then his regular yeah. videos were getting nothing near it right like so like you they're just you're just forcing all your creators to stop creating in my opinion right. Right, it's yeah. like, oh well, I mean, not that they care what people are creating; they just want people to yeah, stay on traffic. Yeah, yeah it's right. like, hey, how long can we keep people on? And if people scroll on Twitter or TikTok longer, than, not yeah. Twitter, but if they scroll on TikTok longer than they will sit and watch a video on YouTube, right. like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's uh, it's just not my cup of tea, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I understand its purpose as far as like how we can send traffic to our YouTube channel. You know, you do a little short or you do a reel, you do something like, I mean, that's why I do Instagram stuff because I want people to see what's happening behind the scenes and then also go over and check out us making these things or, you know, like build the relationship there and these, these like quick views of things to that way, then have people come and, you know, participate in the videos and the community on YouTube. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm constantly searching. And I think we always go back to this This is why we wanted to do it the way we do it, because we're both constantly searching for someone we can just sit down and watch like a TV show. Like, you know, I want to I want to watch a half an hour of something. Yeah. Right. It's either something stupid on TV or another rerun of whatever the office or Seinfeld. Or maybe I'll sit down and watch half an hour of like something new, someone going through a process, someone I like doing something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I st- like I was saying earlier, obviously, I, I, I usually go to my subscriptions, but that's when I that's when I go to YouTube for that that purpose to be able mm-hmm. to sit down and watch something. Mm-hmm. Right. Then I look at my subscriptions and see who's done something that I want to watch. You know, when I the other maybe 30 percent of the time that I go into YouTube is is the I want to learn something new. Or I'm looking up for some inspiration or I'm trying to do some research on something that I want to do that I need some help with or I want to see how somebody else has done it. And that's when I just search. You know, I'm searching for how to make this thing or, or mm-hmm. keywords or things like mm-hmm. that. Then I'm finding new people. Um, but I don't often find new people that I, I'm really – well, I guess maybe when I'm looking for – information i'm not necessarily looking for a quality channel i'm just looking for the information yeah you know so if i happen to find a quality channel that does some really cool stuff you know like i came across wrangler star because i was you know really getting into axes and he did a lot of axe restoration videos right so i was seeing a lot of his content so i started watching and watching and then i became you know like interested in his personality and you know followed along with his story and his family and all that stuff um same thing with, like, Timothy Dick. You know, like, I started following his stuff because he was oh, doing yeah. forging things, which I thought were really cool, and then he was making axes. And, you know, it was, like, these different things and different knife makers that I follow. And, you know, these, like, different people are doing things that I enjoy, and so I watch more and more of them. Um, I, but I also think that the the low-quality videos, even if someone's doing something – and there's some people that I'm not going to like call out, but there are definitely some people out there in the world who, who I am friends with who make videos that I'm just not super happy about watching all the time because the, it, they're like the variety's not there or the quality's not there and, and that's fine. And people, you know, but usually the information is there, right? You know, there's like, like a lot of good quality information and that's usually why I may have found these different channels or different people, but but the quality of video or the quality of the community they're building in their channel is not necessarily enough to draw me in, you know? So, right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but I know, you know, I, I don't know what they can do. What do you think about Wrangler star stuff now? Do you, you still watch him regularly? He does a lot of live streams now, which I'm not super fan of. Like he'll do like an hour, two hour long live stream. Like he's doing them a lot, like every day almost. Yeah. Um, and 
I guess it kind of depends on what he's doing. Like sometimes he'll he'll be doing something that's you know like more uh, like he's working toward making something or you know fixing something, which is cool. But then a lot of times he'll be just like hanging out and talking, and which is fine too. And and it's you know I usually pop in and pop out, but I I prefer his more produced videos. So. Um, you know, and, and he's always just doing stuff around the homestead and just working on projects. So there's a lot of content there to, to kind of flip through and decide which ones I want to watch. Right. So same thing yeah. with our channel. Like he does a lot of different stuff, just like we do a lot of different stuff. So not right. everyone's going to want to watch like the, the, something random being made or done or something that I'm interested in, but then they may come back because they like the ax videos or like they like the knife videos or, you know, mm -hmm. or a tool restoration video or the questions videos, you know, like, so they might come back for those. So that's what I usually do with, uh, with Wrangler star, you know, like if he's making anything that he's like, when he's making stuff, I love when he makes stuff, you know, cause he's just, he, the way he works is cool. You know, he's, he's just all about quality. So if he's like building something or making something, I'm all about those videos. If he's just like fixing something or working on his motorcycles, things like that, I'm like, yeah, you know, but even then sometimes I'll watch, but if it's, if it's an actual produced video, I'll usually watch. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how he's not totally burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it for so yeah. long, and every activity yeah. he does, he basically is mm -hmm. recording it. Mm -hmm. So the whole, I, you know, I feel like a part of it, the whole point of being out there and having a homestead is having some peace and some time to yourself. <laughs> but instead of that, he's like going to the end of driveway, setting up a cell phone, shooting, yeah. doing stuff, doing your normal chores, plus the chore of shooting it. Especially yeah, all the right. weather. It's always, you know, <laughs> half the year it's yeah. snowy there. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, how is he not? Mm. I mean, I mean, that's his livelihood. So he's and he's definitely right. like, a hardworking guy. So he's probably just, you know, I, I could be on the roof like roofing. So I'm not going right. to complain about setting up cameras and, and making content. But, man. Yeah, like, for three hours or something in the day, you know, and making a 15-minute video. Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah. No, I just, yeah, I mean, I think. Um, like that whole vlog open book thing is just right. has to be tiring. Yeah, no, I I think it obviously is, you know, and I mean we we I, f I feel like we feel that way sometimes, you know. We're like, okay, another video, another video, another video. You know, got to keep it going, but um, but it's, it's not vlog style. I mean, you're pretty no, much your it's whole, not. your whole your whole life outside of the shop is peaceful. You do right. what you want. You don't have to set up cameras. You right, you walk yeah. out of the shop, you have your normal life where you can do everything you want without worrying about getting a shot. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think uh it depends on right. Yeah, if it if it's your livelihood, if you're making a living out of it, you do it as you see you you know, you would think of it as a job. Like this is what I need to do. I need to do this many hours of this thing every day. Right. You know, Monday through Friday. Right. And you know, maybe take a couple of days off and and, you know, if it's just you following, you know, showing your life, you get to do whatever you want. And you just have to, to kind of document it. I also think, you know, he, as well as some other people in the world, feel like they have a message to, you know, to send, to give to people. And they want to, you know, it's important that they get that message out there. So that's kind of the driving factor, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, for something like our channel. Like, I don't really think, I don't feel like I'm trying to get a message out to the world. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no. just making cool things and letting people follow along and trying to give some people 
um, some knowledge about the things that I've done and, you know, that I know how to do and that I'm interested and I'm excited about doing, right? I just want to pass on that kind of excitement that, uh, you know, I try to make that like in- infectious excitement about making things, mm. get people interested in making stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah. So other than that, you know, we've been, we just finished up again, uh, or finished an <laughs> evening working on the sheep shear knives. Um, those are all glued up and basically done. They've been ground. And, uh, I guess last time we may, maybe we just cut them apart on the last podcast, just cut them apart and put them into the solution, the kind of rust remover solution. Um, but yeah, so now they've, they've all been ground and, you know, the bevels have been ground and they've been cleaned up and the handles have all been shaped and cleaned up and sanded and all glued together with the pins and everything. So I'll just have one more, one more day of that. And then that video will probably come out, I guess sometime maybe, uh, next week or so sometime around Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That'd be good. I'm excited. I, I love making these knives. <laughs> it's, you know, it's something, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like there's, there's something really interesting. Um, it, it, maybe it, it like harkens back to my enjoyment of, like restoring old tools and also giving life to it, like an old product that otherwise would have just been thrown away or hung up somewhere on someone's wall, you know, as a display. Um, so I love that. And, and the shape is just so beautiful. Like I love the, the, the shape of these like petty knife shape. It's just like, it really speaks to my aesthetic and I like the, um, you know, that it's like one piece and that I can, I can design, the whole knife around the handle shape, like I can change the way it feels and looks. And, and I have these ideas of doing like different type of stacked handles with different materials and liners and stuff. And, you know, so really like having fun with the handle shape and trying to uh, perfect that. And just like, I don't know, something about the simplicity and the way they feel. I just, I'm really excited. I like so much so that last weekend I went out left, uh, I guess it was Sunday morning or maybe Saturday morning. We're just kind of sitting around. We had breakfast and, I was like, I'm going to go to the flea market. So I went to the flea market, like literally to find sheep shear knives. <laughs> <laughs> and usually like when I go to flea market, it's for axes, right? That's my primary goal. Like I'm looking for an ax first and then anything else that falls along the wayside. That being said, I definitely, uh, you know, so last weekend I went to the flea market. I went to, I went to actually two different flea markets looking for like indoor flea markets, looking for sheep shear knives, which I didn't find or sheep where, shears. Where sheep around, shears. around where you don't have to be specific, but. Yeah, no, Joppa Flea and North Point Flea Market. Or be exactly specific. <laughs> uh, whatever, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so I actually saw a uh, a guy who recognized me last time I was there. He was there again. So he's like, hey, Dustin from the Art of Craftsmanship. <laughs> he was telling this, this old black guy who has this booth that's like just full of tools, which is awesome. You know, it's like it's the type of tool booth you want. It's mm. just he gets mm-hmm. tools, he just throws them into bins mm-hmm. and just stacks them on top of each other, and they're just full. You know, old tools, just tons of stuff. You can, so. get, you can get like three or four tools for like five, ten bucks. Just be like, yeah, exactly. but what about this one and this one? Oh, and this one. You know, last second, grab one more, you know. Yeah, right. How about can I throw this one in there? He's like, uh, yeah, sure. How about uh, 20 bucks? I'm like, yeah, I got I got 12. How about you take 12? He's like, I don't know. You know, it's probably, that was probably worth five. I'm like, yeah, you know. That's what I got. He's like, all right, <laughs> you know, like you know so, who I am. <laughs> yeah, right. But the guy, the the guy who was there, he's like, uh, he's like, do you know who this is? Is a Russian, big, big, tall dude, like you know, kind of <laughs> Eastern, Eastern European. So he's got that kind of Russian accent. He's like, 
this is Dustin, the art of craftsmanship. He's like, you should be giving him free stuff. He'll shout out your booth. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, he's a famous, he's a celebrity. <laughs> it's really funny. But then like hearing him haggle with this guy over tools and stuff is really funny. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It was like, he, he picked up this one. It was like a hammer or something. I think it was, um, it was like plum or something. And I forget what it was, but he was like, He's like, how about this? How much for this? And he's like, oh, you know, it's this whole black guy. He's like, oh, that's that's great. That's a, that's a good tool. That's a plum right there. He's like, and and the Russian guy, he's like, he like looks at me and he does this little side wink. He's like, what's that? I don't I don't know that brand. Is that a good brand? He's like, he's like, how much you want for this ten dollar hammer? He kept saying something <laughs> like that. He was like having a good time, like haggling with him. It was yeah. hilarious. He's like this. He's like, ten bucks. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I was there, and so I'm, I'm looking around, and I'm obviously like, so this booth is probably it's maybe 15 feet deep, and let's say eight feet wide, and it's it's divided into two aisles, so you walk straight down, and then you turn in the end and come back, right? So it's like it's like a big uh, bench on both sides in the back, and then one bench in the middle, so you kind of walk around both sides. So I kind of make my way right around. I do the general look over everything type thing first, right? Kind of walk around, blah, 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 go around. And I'm looking, I you know, don't see anything that it, that stands out to me as like what I'm really looking for right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I walk around, walk around, then I make like a second path. And the second path is like the digging in path, right? So like, okay, well, now I haven't found something that I'm looking for, but now I'm just looking for something that stands out to me. So I'm like looking, and I start picking up some stuff, and I found – um Let's see, I got some, some cool old pliers um, that had like an adjustable, they're like a, a um, parallel jaw pliers that actually are, uh, that are um, like vice grip style. So they actually lock in, which I didn't realize they did. I think I showed them to you and those are pretty cool. You know, oh, I found yeah, yeah. them, there were some like vintage, you know, tool just look kind of cool and kind of, I played with them. I was like, that's kind of cool. So hanging out with them, like hold that. And then I came looking and looking and I, I find um, this little like, bottle cap opener bottle opener it was all rusty and uh to grab that and i found some like long uh one eighth inch drill bits and and i found uh four little aluminum half hatchet heads that are maybe the bit might be an inch tall and like the whole thing is like an inch and a half you know like those super cool i was really really excited about finding them <laughs> and this is just like me looking through like one random little toolbox and i see something that, that catches my eye so i like grab that and then i'm like i'm like just digging around i see this little accent so i picked that i'm like that's cool so i'm still looking and then there's another one there and i'm like you know and there's only say like maybe 20 little random things in this toolbox but somehow they're like hiding in there so i'm like digging around and i found another one i found another one i'm like going through all of it i'm like is there any more in here you know so it's just like i i really enjoy the that hunt uh-huh. you know and yeah. like digging yeah. in and like like looking inside the random box that maybe someone else didn't really dig down to the bottom of right because you know, i found some really cool old tools and usually you know you can tell when something is older if it's not or even if it's not old it's just something that catches your eye you know like mm. this is a little different mm-hmm. like this has something that's special to it like that little bottle opener it's just this little like flat piece of steel you know maybe two and a half inches tall and an inch wide with like the little bottle opener top which i could tell what it was and I could see this little like etching or this kind of etched detail along one side of it that kind of went down to a point, just like kind of look cool. And look, that's something interesting, you know, like maybe I'll pay 50 cents for it, but it's interesting. I take it home and, and buff, you know, clean it up, which is what I did. And it ended up being Canada dry uh, ginger ale bottle opener, which is pretty cool. So, you know, probably from like the sixties or fifties and 
right cool made little in details the US. and stuff that, yeah it's, yeah i could funny. see it said made it made in the usa yeah canada drive made in the usa <laughs> <laughs> that's the champagne of uh, ginger ale it's wow. pretty awesome it's like miller that was champagne all, of beer yeah right exactly but it was all like in cursive and it was really cool you know yeah. so those kind of fun things yeah. i love that i love that treasure hunt um oh yeah of flea markets and yard sales and like my you know the safety glasses that i wear all the time and all the videos i mean i found them at a yard sale in a big bin full of random little tools and screwdrivers. And then there were these old like shop classes. And I was like, Oh, those are cool. Grabbed them up and I've been wearing them ever since. <laughs> so Yeah. I need to find more. Um, I gotta go with you. Cause we're like, you know, go to yeah. antique malls and stuff, but as far as flea markets, I don't know of, I don't know of many. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like both of these, the ones that I go to, which are, you know, relatively, within a you know like they're they're both about half an hour 40 minutes away or so so not too yeah. far mm-hmm. um it, there's only a select area in them that i usually find stuff you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like two percent of this giant indoor flea market mm-hmm. that i'm mm-hmm. actually interested in you know so i kind of walk in go right to those areas and they're always changing too you know so like i might go one time and find like have a, a you know go for a specific booth and it's there for four or five months, you know, and then I go back mm. a couple months later and it's gone. And it's just like a, a lady selling shoes, you know, I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> where'd this cool booth go? That had all those tools, you know, or like whatever, like something cool, you know? So, but yeah, I like, there are, there are a lot of places. Um, I would say within like an hour and a half to two hours of us, that would be actually really nice, like indoor flea markets and stuff. Um, but that's just too far to drive, you know, like yeah. I want them like, you know, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes away. There's not yeah. a lot, unfortunately around that. That one of that great antique small up in Westminster used to be awesome, but that's not there anymore. No, it's, it's a habitat restore. Oh, oh all right. Which is good. Was. Yeah. It's not, it's not as good. It was one of the best indoor antique malls mm-hmm. around. Now yeah. It's a yeah. That was a great one. Restore, which is cool, but. Yeah, I've actually found some good stuff at Habitat Restore over the yeah. years. Oh, a yeah. A lot of my, like, you know, like, bins of hardware and random tools right. and can, stuff. Yeah, it'll know. be that type of stuff. Um, some yeah. stuff's overpriced, but we found we have our corner cabinet, our wooden corner cabinet. Oh, we yeah. Got, we had our actual, um, like, kitchen cabinets that we turned into cabinets for the laundry room. Oh, just, right. Just a, a two pair or, you know, with, with four doors. Yeah. And just right. painted them, you know. Um, you got that from Habitat Restore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, you nice. know, I don't know how much, like 20, 25 bucks each. Whatever. Yeah. Something real cheap. And they were in good, you know, you go through and some are good, some are nice, some are bad, some are modern, some are old. But they were like modern right. looking cabinets. And uh, we just, you know, switched out the hardware and uh, that type of stuff for buckets of paint and you know, backsplash yeah. tile, weird things like that that you can find that. Yeah, I have a like a pint jar of Weldwood contact cement, which is what I used for all of my leather working that I got for, you know, six bucks or something at a Habitat Restore. You know what we should do? <laughs> now we're talking about it, We should do a Sunday or something where we go to five different places. Yeah. And then make videos. I mean, you can make videos out of each yeah. one. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, like, hey, go down to the what's the one in Baltimore? The um, the uh, the one near Ravens near MT Bank. Oh yeah, um, the I can't remember what it's called. 
the huge one. Something, yeah, but there, something there's with a, a D. Yeah, yeah. There's a really huge one where they have, I mean, it's like one of the biggest ones, but it's like mm-hmm. you can get front doors and they, they, they will like, they will strip out old mansions and take the whole like right, yeah. living room. <laughs> all the wood that was on the walls, you know, and you get all that. Right. <laughs> and they'll have the whole thing and, and the old, old like, glass yeah, what's stuff. That, and, what's that place called? Isn't that, like, something direct or something? Or, uh, or I forget. It's yeah, actually whatever. just fun to go in and look around. Like, yeah. I told you they got they, the Bell yeah. Lock Diner sign. Yeah, right. All, like, cool historical stuff from our area, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, old, uh, old like arched windows from above doorways and stuff mm-hmm. you know with, with like colored glass and yeah just awesome awesome stuff like that so and that would yeah. be fun to go in because then you could like could do a video and then get something and come back to the shop and make something out of it too you know like yeah oh, we picked up these random things let's go let's go clean them up and see what we got or let's go you know like get an idea from something that we find there and then come back to the shop and make make something out of it that might be that's kind of a, a cool idea or you cheat it a little bit <laughs> and you find something in each place and then you come back and you do the intro like hey i wish i could find it. we're gonna look for this today <laughs> i'm gonna look for a, a stained glass blah 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 and then oh we found it hey look at that <laughs> that's a, that's the old trick of doing your intros after you've done after. your video yeah <laughs> that's no fun see that's what i like to do the intros beforehand never know what you're going to do. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do for this project. It's going to be great. And then it changes along the way. And you're like, in the intro, didn't you say something like completely different? Like, Weren't you going to use this and that? Yeah. yeah what are you going to no, do? <laughs> nah, you know, that's the intro. It starts off a certain way and then it goes a different way. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's actually not a lot of, maybe there are videos, but I don't know of a lot of YouTube videos. I mean, I know there's a lot of traditional shows like, hey, flip it and Right, yard sale flippers and that type of stuff where they all go and it's like a competition, like oh, who can find the best chair and right. turn it and around and sell it. But yeah. I think it'd be cool just to go and find stuff. And like you said, yeah, maybe make something out of it, or yeah. it would yeah, it would be cool to have you go, we go, and we see you find the thing, and then right. you come back yeah. and clean the thing up. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's what I do anyway. So <laughs> let's film it. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, actually, one of the one of the things that I found recently, which actually when we were up at Maker Camp, they had a cool like this year they had a a whole bunch of uh, vendors selling stuff in one area, um, and uh, and I found a, a cool old cobbler's hammer. I had been looking for a nice cobbler's hammer. Um, and, uh, so I found, I found one and I found a couple since then, but the one that I found was kind of cool. It had this like, um, spiral, uh, pattern on the face and it was like, uh, you know, textured. So I was not exactly sure what it was, but it looked really cool. So I got that. And then, um, I've done some research on it more recently because I, I'm, I'm restoring it for a buddy of mine. And, uh, so I, I was like looking at the face and thinking, okay, well, if you're going to use this as like a burnishing or like a, a hammer that you would use for leather, you usually want like a clean face. Cause you don't want anything you're like hammering your leather with to leave marks on the, ha- on the leather. <clears throat> so I'm kind of looking through it and, and I realized that it's actually from what the research that I've done is pretty cool. It's a, um, it's a Crispin hammer from the maker, um, the Witcher. I think it's like Ben Witcher from, 
1920 or something and pretty cool like one specific um you know maker who made these hammers and they're all hand forged and uh so i have one of those and and actually um it's i guess the the textured face is more designed to be able to use with like i guess uh tack like as a tack hammer for like nails and stuff when you're doing leather work um so you're actually using it to hammer nails but i wanted i'm I'm giving it to my buddy as like a a regular leather finishing hammer so i actually buffed i i I ground and buffed the face and i wanted to leave a little bit of that texture behind so i didn't grind it off completely so there's a little bit there but really like if he's going to use it he's going to use it as like a finishing hammer where you're like hammering you know you're pounding the leather to flatten it some or or compress it or to like you know, set uh, contact cement or to go over stitching. You can use it for burnishing. You know, there's a lot of good ways to use it. So I, I like, restored it and polished the face, and I polished the uh, the claw on the back, and then I made a, a new handle for it, which turned out to be the third of uh, three tries because, like, <laughs> I wanted to make a hammer. <clears throat> I wanted to make a new handle because it was a little bit loose on it, and it was an older handle, and it it, like it didn't have a good wedge it had just like a metal wedge in it so i pulled it off and i was like well i'll be i'll make a a new handle and thinking that this is not like a hammer that's actually going to use like take a ton of like uh, compression or tension on the actual handle like an axe would because it's just used for finishing so you're really just like hammering really lightly on different stuff so i pulled out a piece of really nice like dense wood and i wasn't sure what it was um it was dark and it's old it's actually a leg from a, a table that i had but it was like a nice dark wood that had some cool grain to it so i pulled that out and i cut it up and i thought it could either be walnut because it had some like the kind of gray brown to it a little bit it was either going to be walnut or it was cherry um so but when i started like cutting it and shaping it, it ended up i'm pretty sure that it was cherry um so i i shaped the the handle kind of generally and then i started to shape down the eye and i'm and i'm fitting the head to the to the handle and kind of going back and forth and i hit it a couple good times and the the part of the handle that's going through the eye just snaps off and just breaking the hammer <laughs> hits the floor I'm like dang so like crap and then you know the grain was kind of sideways and i wasn't too worried about it just because like i said it wasn't going to be used for a ton of like really hard hammering so the you know it, it could be okay like that so my God, it's fine. So I grind it down again, grind it, you know, back up the the neck of the hammer some more, and I, I'm grinding it, and I get it all fit really well again. And I'm seated a couple times, and I go to seat it again one time, and it breaks off again. <laughs> I was like, shit, <laughs> like crap. So like, all right, well, I'm done with that. So I'm like, all right, well, what's the next best thing? You know, now it's this was, uh, I guess, two nights ago, and my buddy, I'm giving it to him this weekend, so kind of holding waiting waiting you know, like all right now what do i do i want to like i want to do another nice piece of wood but i'm not exactly sure so so i actually grabbed an old hammer handle that i had that i cut off at one point so it's just like you know the hammer handle it's a little bit shorter than it normally would be um for for a full-size hammer but that's fine for this because it's not you're not like you're not swinging it really hard you're just doing close contact stuff with it so so i ended up shaping that down and it was a it was a just an oval handle, but I shaped it all down, kind of thinned it out some, made it all octagonal because my buddy likes octagonal handles. So I did that and fit that, and it actually works really nice. And so, so I'm really happy. It like turned out really good. Um, I've actually, uh, I'll get this in a minute, but but yeah, I'm, I'm just really happy with the way it turned it out. And I was actually working on it last night. I was polishing the face and getting it nice and shiny. And so I went from like a 220 ground down to. Um, about 400 and then I finished up with a Scotch Bright belt 
And so I brought it up to my living room and I'm sitting there kind of looking at it and, and it's nice and like smooth, but it's not super shiny. Like I wanted a nice mirror polish, like a fully polished face. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, what can I do? Like, you know, usually I'm happy with like the Scotch bright finish on stuff, but I just wasn't completely happy with it. And then I realized that I just like skipped the step that I do when I want really good polish on stuff, which is the finishing step, which is going to the buffing wheel and using polishing compound. Right. So I like went back downstairs and, buffed it up with the polishing and it's like mirror finish now it's awesome like it's so cool it's so pretty and it's like this this little gem like every time i do something like that it's like <laughs> you just want to hold it because i feel like it's like so shiny and pretty and it's like a jewel <laughs> so yeah and i'm really happy with the way it turned out and i mean it just so happened that this like hammer handle which was just a cheap hammer um has a some really nice grain in it. So it has some cool like heartwood and sapwood and this like really beautiful grain after I like ground off, you know, the whatever eighth of an inch all the way around to make like a smaller handle that had an octagonal face. It's really pretty grain on as well. So I'm really happy with it. And, uh, and I think he will be too. And (laughs) if, uh, (laughs) for those patrons, um, who are, you know, our patrons on Patreon, we just opened our, our Discord channel, and on the Discord channel, I've been talking to a bunch of the patrons today. We were all having conversations, and I sent them some pictures of the hammer. So I'll probably post on Instagram as well, but it won't go out until after Saturday after I give it to my buddy. So, um, you know, if you're interested, see some of those uh, early sneak peeks of the things I've done and discussions when we were actually filming tonight. Dem was taking some pictures, and we're, like, chatting and sending pictures on, uh, page, on the Patreon Discord uh, channel community channel so it was really fun i'm, I'm really excited I, I know we've we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks getting it all set up and i wanted to make sure that i actually got it uh set up and sent out so i did that earlier today and sent out the link and had a bunch of people jump on right away it was great really cool so thank you to all those patrons who are there supporting us and and uh we're still learning the uh the discord channel and how to run it so there's some <laughs> there'll be some some things along the way where we're trying to figure stuff out but you know hopefully we can all enjoy that community and that place where we just have this kind of more intimate uh group that can hang out and chat and ask questions and send pictures and we can all talk about what we're working on oh yeah pretty cool yeah no, it's, cool it's, uh, it's good good stuff <clears throat> yeah all right um anything else that you chatting about no no i mean we're so late tonight with <laughs> people don't know where it's 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 almost oh it's almost friday yeah right exactly yeah this uh podcast is going to come out in uh four hours and 14 minutes <laughs> so you're <laughs> hearing us at eleven forty-five. yeah right um, so we're trying to get that done but yeah we were shooting late trying to get that glue up done yeah you gotta get the glue up done because it's gotta like once you do the glue <laughs> yeah. up you just gotta sit and wait so right. like if we didn't get to the glue up, then the next time we did it, we'd have to then sit and wait for another day to shoot. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> so we we but we got it done. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, good. all right. So recommendations. Do you have anything specific? I do. Yeah. Um, our buddy Sean just put out a new video on his channel, Crafting Life I Want, and he just he just kind of went over the um, the way to heat treat knives in a in a forge, and it was really good. Like, just um, just like really simply shot. Um, he was like again like really succinct, talking about what he was doing. Like, showed it, 
and just kind of went through the process and just kind of simplified it to like just how do you heat treat a, a knife in a forge and you know what things to look for and how to understand when your blade hits critical temperature and and how to quench it and just a really simple video but it was really good and just a full of jock chock full of good information so if you are a, a new knife maker or an experienced knife maker and you're interested in seeing how you know people uh, heat treat knives in a forge Sean did a really good job at uh, seeing uh, showing that so check out his new video on his channel crafting a life I want well um, I'm going to suggest a show that I was talking to Dustin about today White Lotus if you have HBO ah. go watch White Lotus it's so good um, just finished the second season or it just ended actually for everybody so um it's like a weird dark comedy slash in the second season like a murder mystery like it's really good um and it's a great writer and director he actually did like school of rock and some of that stuff oh right nice. like he's the weird nerdy <laughs> looking dude like with the like light hair like white hair Right, <laughs> and that right. that's him. But he's he's great. Like, and it's such it's such a well done show, on all fronts, and like really good stuff. So if you're looking for something to watch, uh, dive into that. It's a little weird. So you know, if you're like, it's not going to be your normal chuckle hut comedy, but yeah, right. It's going to be a little dark and a little funky and a little weird, but it'll get you thinking. And it's uh, I love it. Like second season, I can't wait. I mean. You know, whatever, it's going to be a year or two until they come up with another one. But yeah. really good stuff. I just started uh, watching um, House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I finished, you know, I, I once when they came out with House of the Dragon, I went back and watched the whole Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, yeah. All seven seasons. So I got to the end of that. So now I think I'm on like the third or fourth episode now. But uh, but oh, yeah, it's great, man. It, oh, it just awesome. It just gets better and better. Uh, it's it's so good so far and, and like it just the character development is really good and like mm -hmm. all these different characters you like you like want to love and you want to hate like they all have they're all so complex you know it's really good so far right there's I'm no excited. standard like oh he's the baddie he's the goodie everybody's got layers that's how it yeah. should be like and that's definitely a game of thrones thing everyone has right, like these yeah. dark sides to them but oh it's so good and it, it, yeah, it just gets better as it goes nice yeah no, I'm, I'm, I've been enjoying it, watching it late at night. I'll like <laughs> watch one and three quarters of an of a second episode and then fall asleep. <laughs> like the last like ten minutes, and I'll wake up and it'll be like three episodes later. It's like in the middle, I'm like damn, <laughs> like, oh, no, what's happening? And, like pause it, Who's and then I gotta go back and you know because my HBO like it's like oh this is where you left off. I'm like no wait, I want to go back to where I fell asleep. Don't you know that? <laughs> Don't you know yet? <laughs> Don't you know that I can only make it through one and three quarters of an episode? I should just <laughs> automatically stop at that point. <laughs> Are you still with us? Uh, yeah, exactly. We know it's 1130. <laughs> you want to start another one? You sure? You're not going to make it through. You have work tomorrow. You're right. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> stop nagging me, HBO. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> Don't you tell play me what more to do. now. Uh, it's like I I, I, wanna, get, I get pissed off at like uh like what is it Siri or whatever on you know Google app, Google Maps it's like turn mm. left I'm like don't tell me what to do <laughs> you shut it up I don't listen to robots <laughs> all right exactly 
That's <laughs> <laughs> like Kate and Sean. They have a Alexa in their house, and they're like Alexa, you know, like Sean, they'll, they'll ask her something. They'd be like, "Thank you." <laughs> like one of these days, she's gonna take over the world, and we're gonna we're gonna be the ones who are always polite to her. <laughs> it gotta be nice to your to, to your Alexa. You may live. <laughs> you always were nice to me. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's just so many good shows. Like, I was actually just uh, flipping through Instagram Reels the other day. Actually, no, it was just on regular Instagram. I was just kind of scrolling through my my uh, my follows, and um, I really quickly scrolled past a new movie that's coming out called I think sixty four or sixty five. Yeah, saw that. It's Adam Driver. Yeah, and it's like uh, like a space alien fighting yeah. movie or something like that i i really like i i didn't even watch the whole trailer i watched it for like 10 seconds and i was like whoa that looks crazy and then like later in the evening yesterday nicole was like did you, have you heard about the movie 65 i'm like no nah, i saw it, it look crazy i didn't actually like look for more than well, it's about like 10 it, seconds well it's apparently like a time travel where he goes or it is uh, but it's like also he's fighting dinosaurs basically mm. so it's like torok <laughs> Oh, nice! You yeah, know? right on. He's yeah, just running around, and it's like it's like dinosaurs Dinosaur versus hunter. like <laughs> really futuristic weapons. Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> ah, good quality entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet. It would probably be better than Avatar. Yeah, well, we'll see. There's supposed to be like five movies coming out, or four Ugh, movies in the next like, even, five years. I don't even think the second will be any good. So, uh, well, I guess we'll find out and see. You might. I won't. <laughs> You're going to watch it. I'm not watching it. Trash. You'll, you, no? I heard, like, from what I've heard from the the different actors and different people who have been in it, and they're like, they say it's better than the first one, and they're all of course, getting better. Uh, and, of course they do. Of course. <laughs> they're in it. <laughs> James Cameron. <laughs> it's amazing. They all say it when they're in it. <laughs> See. The first one wasn't great, so I don't have any. No, I don't. I don't. No one asked for more Avatar. I don't understand. No one was like, <laughs> "There's people aren't cosplaying as Avatar." No one can remember one character from Avatar. Like, <laughs> there was like tree sex, and that's it. Like, that's the only thing you can remember is like people sticking their hair together. <laughs> that's the only thing you can remember. Yeah, <laughs> it got me going. <laughs> really stuck with me. The Dragon Riders. And no, it was trash. It's cool trash like movie. It. I like it. I like I like the the concept, right? Of like you're in this bio, you know, robot basically. Yeah, but I feel like it was so poorly done. Like none of the characters were good. Like you still have to have good characters. Mm, yeah, but no one, everyone was super. I mean, we're talking about Game of Thrones. Good writing. Everyone's got right, layers, right. and then you've got Avatar. You've got these like simple like doll headed people doing these dumb headed people doing these kind of stupid things like okay you've got like the marine war people they're definitely all evil yeah. like they have yeah. they they don't have any reasons for what they're doing and then you've got the native people and they're all definitely super good right and like so there's just this like there's no layers you don't even give people reasons why they're doing the things they're doing yeah. that's why that's what i think 
That's all I yeah. have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only remember the tree sex, so I think you're obviously leaving some things out. <laughs> no, but I definitely, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just think, like, I was able to, um, like, suspend, what's it, suspend belief because of the, like, the excitement of the concept. And, if, and then obviously, like, I'm I'm in the majority of the people who just watched them were like, oh, it's pretty and it's so cool, like, oh yay. <laughs> but you know, I'm not I'm not a film guy, so you know, I'm not I, I I don't have I mean I do have some of it because we work together and you're my brother and you know I've done this stuff for years and I'm also an artist, so I do think about like con- concepts and you know, and like building character and building yeah. a story but yeah. i'm also very like easily entertained by movies so what are you gonna do yeah. <laughs> i'm like yeah, i'm happy that's great but you know <laughs> then then one you know like my favorite movies are ones that like really built characters well and you know are like are really good movies yeah to me it's like uh, i mean and i think he's a great filmmaker like he's made some great movies but um you know it's just not i don't think it has substance Right. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, a Thomas Kincaid, like we always go back to like, yeah, it's a, it's right. a pretty, it's a pretty painting. Yeah. And there's something to be said for the style that like idyllic glowy lights, soft right. look to it that uh, most people can appreciate, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily any good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's like compared to other things, it just w- does not stand up. Right. Yeah. When you. Yeah. Exactly. It. You have to be able to. I mean, I think as an artist, and and that is any or a maker, anyone who's like putting something out in the world, you have to be able to like stand out, or at least you have to be aware of your contemporaries. Mm-hmm. You know, so films are contemporaries of themselves. So, you know, you have to be able to. Not have to. You are going to be compared to everyone else within your genre of making. And so, like, when you're, when you put Avatar up against, you know, Gangs of New York, right? It's like (laughs) there's a complete different, you know, mindset of character development and story writing and building. And, you know, so. I think, yeah, and that, I think a lot of these three-hour epics are just—they're not going to be around anymore because it's so much better. Just if you want to tell this uh, an epic story, you make it a show. Yeah, I would probably yeah. watch an Avatar show. Oh yeah, like I'm down with it. The alien thing is cool. Like I'm like I like it. I like the fantasy and sci-fi part of it. Right. It's just poorly done. But maybe if you gave this these characters more development and did ten episodes, maybe it would be something. Right. Yeah. Instead of. Yeah. Four or five movies. That, what you're going to make one movie and then wait twelve years? Like, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No. Yeah, you know, I guess it's. I guess we could compare it to like Star Wars, right? You have like episodes four, five, and six, which were the original episodes. They were great, you know. And then you have one, two, and three, which yeah. But at least are, they, at least they oh, made three and and right. You know, yeah, at least he, yeah. you had the. If you want to do them, you got to do them. Yeah. And then once you've told your little story, your little arc, your three movie story, then you can wait. Right, yeah. And that's the thing, like then, you know, you have this like like the characters aren't as good in some of those like that one, two and three, but then then you have, you know, also like uh, uh hold on one second. Sorry, my battery's dying. Hold on. 
Oh boy, this is gonna be the end right here. We went too long. I can just trash Avatar some more. Got it. Uh oh, wait, nope. Yep, got it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. I thought I was gonna die like the last time we had that. I was like, mm-hmm. it says it's gonna die, and then it was like two seconds, like gone. Yeah. So like, uh-huh. But yeah, I just think you know, like in that situation now you have like you said now there are these all these like shows like Andor and um you know the Mandalorian where you're like you're getting into these characters and you can actually develop yeah. some story around these characters and and build the the the, the like you know a complex person right who the, the backstory. It, right and you yeah. can you can put the money into it and the technology's there where you can make quality stuff um right so yeah like yeah, Andor and Mandalorian are some of the best Star Wars stories ever. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, other than the original ones, I think they bypass pretty much all the other ones. Right. In my interest, but. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, because they, because, you know, they're de- they're developing one character, basically. You know, like, so you can really put a ton into it. And, like, really, how do you build a character? And how do you give them a ton of backstory that makes sense to who they are now? And, you know, it's just... Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. I finished out Andor. It was so good. Um, no. When did you finish more. it? When did you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, something like that. Right. So good, huh? Yeah. So Damn. good. I love. It. It's it's such a. It, like the whole like him in the jail, you know, underwater. Like that was so cool, or underground, mm-hmm. or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing. Like you spend so much time on this, like this one event in his life. And like, obviously it's, it's building this mindset that like the Republic or the, uh, you know, the, the empire is like evil, right? <laughs> you know, like, right. Like they don't care about people. They don't like, they're just gonna, you know, they're just trying to like throw you right back in, like jam you down underground, just, they're going to do what they want to do because they're the power no matter what, you know, and it's, it's a crazy, uh, crazy idea. I was like, man, this, this is a lot of time going into the gem, them just being in jail, you know, yeah. in this, like this crazy prison and how are they going to get out? And like, why are they developing the story so deeply? But it's really like, <laughs> it just got me really annoyed with the empire, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, and then, and I realized like, Oh, that's what we're doing. They're just building this, like, this situation that really talks to, you know, the the underlying, you know, f- the like heart of the empire is <laughs> like right. they don't care about people and they're going to do whatever they want because, you know, when th- when there's a rebellion starting, they have to push it down even more. So they're going to double everyone else's. You know, they're going to you're never going to get out of jail because they're just going to do what they want with you. You know, it's like right, yeah, and it's it's back. so that's a great thing about the long form is you can focus on the smaller things and like mm-hmm. really go into detail about like. You know, give, do like 10 minutes on how they built this, how they build this one thing, yeah, you know, right. in that jail. But it just adds layers to it where you're like, it, it just adds so much to it. That's what, that's what you need. You can't do that in movies. It would be, right. you would be wasting time. You'd give it like 30 right. seconds and then you'd have to move on. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> There's a little after show, a little, little side talk about fun <laughs> the shows we've been watching. <laughs> got me going with Avatar, uh, or I brought it up, uh, so I got myself going with it. 
<laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, like I said earlier, if you um, if you are interested and you want to support us further, you can head over to Patreon.com and support us there. And everyone who's on Patreon now has access to our Discord server. So we've been over there chatting uh, throughout the day today, which has been really fun. Devin took some time to figure out how to use Discord, and uh, now he's on there as well. <laughs> yeah, you automatically made fun of me right off the bat. I know it's great, <laughs> and uh, but it's fun to have that look, uh, kind of a special community over there. So if you want to, you can join there. Um, and I will. You you actually reminded me that I need to send out that link to our Discord channel to our previous um, patrons as well, because we want to make sure that everyone who has been a patron has access to that. So even if you if you only want to come and be a patron one time and support us for a couple bucks or whatever, you will get. Uh, access to the page to the uh, discord server and you can join there um, yeah yeah also good i was gonna say yeah it's a buck one dollar if you want to everyone gets in um we're gonna send out stickers yep um it's it's not very expensive if, it, if you do a dollar and you cancel that's fine too we might make fun of you on the discord but you still have <laughs> access to the discord to <laughs> right <defend> exactly yourself. <laughs> and you have yeah. stickers so i mean you know you can you can and uh, send us pictures of stickers. Be like, I don't care. <laughs> I got the stickers, and I'm on the Discord. I'll do what I want. <laughs> no, yeah. All right, and you guys, uh, please, uh, you can always head over to YouTube and support us there. So uh, follow and subscribe and like and comment and thumbs up the videos. We have, you know, we're trying to put out um, some content on a weekly basis. That's kind of our goal, at least for the foreseeable future. We're going to try to keep that going. So uh, today, actually right now, it's 12.04, so it's Friday. I'll actually be doing a live stream this evening. So if you listen to the podcast today, I'll be doing a live stream on YouTube this evening um, on Friday night, and then uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to get this uh, nice video out. And we'll do some more questions videos and kind of fill in there. So, um, you know, head over. If you haven't already, head over and uh, check that stuff out and and, uh, and give us some love on YouTube because that's really what we want people to head over to and see that content that we're putting out there. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, um, head over to Instagram and follow us at the art of craftsmanship and at the art of camera guy. And you can see all sorts of fun behind the scenes stuff like Devin taking pictures of me today and posting stuff, <laughs> a reel of me grinding. So if you want to, if you want to see that stuff, just head over to Instagram and follow us there. But all that is just going to send us back to YouTube. So that's what we're here for. We love making, love making videos and love putting it out there for the world to see and learn from and hopefully be inspired. So, all right, everybody. That's it for this week. Thank you guys all for listening, and we will talk to you next time. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.